Come on, there's a deep move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, if you're able, lift your hands. God, I want more of you. God, I surrender, Jesus. I surrender to your wills, God. Hallelujah, I want your ways, Jesus, not my own. Oh, come on, there's a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. God, I want more of you, Jesus. Fill me up here right now, God. Fill me up, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's good, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team, for your anointing. How many, how many, how many think they did well? Come on, give them a hand clap. Thank you, guys. Hallelujah. Well, without further ado, I want to introduce the, the preacher here tonight, Brother Ben, evangelist, missionary, Ben Rodriguez. Amen. He's, hey, you can clap for him. Praise God. This is a young man that I, even though he's younger than me, I, I respect this man. He comes from the Rock Church, and he's doing an awesome, powerful work in, um, praise the Lord, Ensenada. Thank you, Mexico. Drawing blanks up here. In Sonata, Mexico with his family, and he's traveling evangelist at the same time. And I believe this is what young people need to model themselves after. Amen. And I believe he has a word for us here tonight. How many believe that? Amen. Well, why, don't we, why, don't we, why don't we give God praise one more time while the man of God comes? Why don't we give the King of kings and the Lord of lords high praise? Come on, if you're in expectation tonight. If you have a little bit of anticipation that God can do something for you, that God can heal you, that God can, can change you here tonight, come on, lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Amen. Why doesn't someone keep their hands, keep clapping unto the Lord right now? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you know that God is a healer. I wonder if anyone believes that God is still healing people today in the year of 2022. I wonder if anyone still believes that God still does miracles in the year of 2022. Come on, because if God is still doing miracles today and you believe that, if you believe that God is still healing, you don't even have to believe today. You don't even, you might have come here with damaged faith. But let me tell you today that if God is able to do it, God can do it for you today. That if you are needing a healing, God can heal your body. That if you need a miracle, God can give you a miracle. If you're dealing with depression today, God can fix your depression today. If you are dealing with thoughts of suicide God can fix your suicide why because God is more than able God is a miracle worker God is a way maker God is a healer come on if you believe that God is a miracle worker come on why don't you begin to worship him because he's good because he can do it because he is more than able Come on, that's it. Come on, somebody worship him. Come on, why doesn't someone stir up their faith tonight and say, God, I worship you because you're good. I love you because you're good. It doesn't matter, God. Come on, you might have barely dragged yourself uh, into the house of God tonight thinking it was just a youth service, uh, but Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Extend your heart to the Lord right now. Every hand lifted. 
Come on, someone feel after the wonderful presence of God right now. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, right now that you would move in this service right now. God, I pray that you would let there be a shift, God, in the atmosphere, God, in this place. I pray, God, that there would be faith, God, that would be released in this house. God, I pray, Lord God, against the spirit of doubt and unbelief. God, I pray, God, that you, God, would do your work, God, over the lives and over the heart of every single individual in this house. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare, God, freedom. God, over people that are dealing, God, with thoughts and chains of darkness. God, today, God, I believe is the day for somebody, God, to walk out free, to walk out delivered. Come on, why didn't someone pray a prayer of declaration over your mind right now? Come on, why doesn't someone pray, God, I pray that tonight will be the night, God, that I get freedom in my heart. I pray tonight would be the night that I start to think different, talk different, walk different. Come on, does someone need a miracle today? Does someone need God to work in your life today? Amen. I feel the wonderful presence of God in this house right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We are lingering and we are waiting after the presence of God because if after everything that we do, if we sing and we practice and we arrange ourselves and we organize ourselves and we do the best thing that we can. But at the end of the day, if the anointing and the presence of God is absent from our services and it is absent from our churches, we aren't doing nothing. We aren't doing nothing. Because the Bible lets us know that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. We need to understand in the world and the times that we're living in today, we are wrestling against spiritual wickedness. The Bible lets us know that there are principalities, there are rulers of the dark world that are fighting against our churches and they are fighting against our services. And we need to understand that, yes, we pray that God would fight and that God would war. We pray that God would send angels of war to begin to fight for us. But we need to understand that we are participants of the war in the cities that we live in. We are participants of the war that's taking place in the city of Carson City tonight in this place. God is wanting to awaken us because there's enough people that are bound by the spirit of drugs outside of this house. There's enough people that can't put down the Budweiser by themselves and they need somebody filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of Christ that is filled within them to walk into a place that is filled with darkness and be the answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Someone clap your hands unto the Lord. If you believe that God is wanting to use you, amen, today. Amen. Praise God. I'm so thankful for everyone that is here today. And I find it an honor and a privilege to be here in Carson City. Um, I want to give honor to Brother Mark here for putting on this youth event, youth pastor here, and all the singers, the musicians, our, our piano player, amen, our drummers, amen. That takes time. It just, just doesn't happen, amen. I wish, I think we all wish it would just kind of happen. We just show up, and some of us do just show up, and it just happens for us, amen. But for others, amen, it takes a little bit of work, praise God, amen. So I'm thankful for, for that, and I'm thankful for Pastor Hood for inviting me here in Carson City, amen. I find it an honor and a privilege. It's the pastor of this house, the shepherd of this house, amen. And we wouldn't have it be having youth, youth service if Pastor and Sister Hood didn't allow it, amen. So why don't we give them honor today, amen, for their leadership here today in this house. Praise God. 
Amen. I don't want to be long at all today. Um, I think there's, I used to not preach with the timer, and I used to sort of just preach until I started to go back and see how long I preached. Amen. And um, so I got a timer today. Amen. So don't, no need to fear that we're going to be long-winded all, but we're just going to preach, and we're going to feel after the presence of God, and when God God says let go, and we let go, and God moves in, then we'll, we'll, do, we'll give it to God, and we'll let God do what he's wanting to do in this house, amen, because like I said in the beginning, everything that we're doing, every song that we sing, every hand clap that we give, every note that we try to perfect, it's for all for one reason, that the God of heaven would inhabit this place, amen. That God would empower, that God would speak, that God would deliver, that God would give direction. Amen. Come on, we are a people that believe that God is still speaking to his people. Amen. We believe that God is still working, that God is still giving words of revelation, that God is still moving in the midst today. Amen. Praise God. Let's turn to the book of Mark, chapter 5. We'll be going to verses, reading five verses of scripture, reading verse 25 through 30. And when you're there... Please shout, amen. Amen. Mark 5, 25, verse 30. The Bible says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Can everyone say 12 years? With your fingers. Why don't you hold up 12 fingers? Amen. Probably some of us are had to use borrow another person, but if you can, God bless you. I mean, you're gifted. It says that she had an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. And had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Can everyone say she grew worse? And when she had heard of Jesus, it says, came in the press behind. That word press, it means multitude, a group of people. It says the multitude, the crowd, came in behind, and she pressed through this group of people, and she went to touch his garment. And the Bible says, for she said, no one else said it. No one else told her this. The Bible doesn't know she heard this from anybody else. But she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And the Bible says, and straightway the fountain, her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Verse 30 says, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about him in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? Now sayest, who touched me? Amen. Praise God. I feel a great spirit in this house today. I believe that God is going to help us today. And it's with the help of the Holy Ghost and with the help of every single individual in this house. I would like to preach by this topic very shortly today. Jesus does not play rebound. Jesus does not play rebound. Why don't we lift up our hands and pray that God would anoint the word. 
that God would anoint our minds, that God would anoint our hearts. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that, God, we believe and feel your presence already moving in this house today. God, I believe, God, that you are here, God, to perform a work, God, in somebody's life, God. I believe, God, that this, God, is a word, God, for somebody to give direction, God, in the craziness of life that they find themselves in. God, I believe, God, in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the confusion, God, I believe that tonight, God, that you are going to shut the mouth, God, of Satan in the ears, God, of individuals in this house today. God, I believe, God, that tonight you are going to give us a key God to begin to step into a life of victory and to see the miraculous God take place in our life I pray that you would let there be an anointing God from the pulpit to the pew that God there would be a synergy in the Holy Ghost today and everyone would you clap your hands if you believe that God is going to work today in this house why don't we take a couple seconds and lift up a shout of praise unto the Lord Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for everyone that is standing and came today. Jesus doesn't play rebound. I think in the world that we live in today, when we begin to think of 2022, we think of the situation that we see that the young people of the world that we live in today seem like we are hearing their voice more than ever before, probably because we are more connected than we've ever been before, and perhaps because we have the ability via social media, via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, amen, kick, amen. Amen, we don't use kick no more, amen. Just checking if you guys are sleeping, amen. Or maybe you do, praise God. Whether it be through any different type of, of text or a phone call, we have the ability to hear and see what the youth of this world are thinking and if have you ever begin or if you're just a little bit spiritual and if you are just just a little bit into the things of God you realize that the world that we live in is becoming ever more bold about the problems that they have and the things that they deal with you can scroll through social media and you can scroll through any any different type of social media that you want and you can begin to see that people begin to speak of their issues and speak of their dysfunctions and speak of their disabilities in any type of way that they would like. And they try to normalize the pain. They try to normalize the issue. Um, I believe that it was someone that showed it to me today. And there's a, a type of a, a meme that is going out. And it says uh, and they begin to speak of their life situation. And they say, oh, this happened to me at this age. And. I bet this was everyone's childhood. I think we've all lived this type of a life. And there are things that are crazy. There are things that are wild. But the things that they're, what they are trying to do with this type of method is they are trying to relate to dysfunction in their lives, saying everybody's going through this type of dysfunction. Everybody's going through this type of pain. Everybody's dealing with this type of disability in their life. It's just normal to deal with this type of pain. It's normal to deal with this type of hurt. It's normal to deal with this type of bitterness. It's normal to live in this type of dysfunction and we see that the world tries uh, to make it normal to live in a state of pain and to live normal in a state of depression and to be normal to live with the dark cloud over your head uh, but I want to tell someone today that maybe you come here today and you're dealing with the type of depression and you feel like you're in a dark place uh, and you feel like you don't have the answers uh, for the things that you're dealing with uh, and you live in a dysfunctional home and you don't know why you live in the place that you live in 
you don't know why you were dealt the cards that you are dealt with life and you say it's just normal to deal with this type of pain it's normal to deal with this type of issue I want to tell you today that there is a life that you can live and it's an abundant life it's a new life it's a life of joy it's a life of peace I'm telling you, you can wake up in the morning and not deal with thoughts that say I don't want to get up out of the bed because I'm scared of what's going to happen down the road you can live a life of peace with the Spirit of God that lives in you. The Holy Ghost is the answer for every single individual today. The world will begin to give you and prescribe you every type of way to get out of the pain that you live in. They will give you anything. They'll give you anybody. They'll put you in any program. They'll tell you to do anything, try any type of drug, get in any type of relationship that you would like uh, to begin to resolve the pain that you feel. But I want to tell you today that there is nothing that you can find that will ever change and fix your life uh, like the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm here to tell someone today, and you say, oh, brother, I've heard that already. My pastor preaches that all the time, that you're saying, oh, uh, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you know why? Because it's the Spirit of Christ uh, that lives within you, uh, that has the ability uh, to change your situation. Uh, when did we ever think uh, that it would be any type of other thing uh, that would fix the problems that we live in today? We have churches uh, all over our world, uh, all over our city that are trying to give answers uh, without giving them Jesus. Uh, but today, uh, the answer uh, is still receiving Jesus, uh, receiving his spirit, uh, being baptized in his name, uh, stepping out of the old uh, family uh, and stepping into the new lineage of Jesus Christ. The Bible lets us know that as we begin to read, there was a woman that was dealing with issues, that was dealing with problems. I think that perhaps if she lived in the world that we lived in today, she probably would have had her own blog about it. Amen. She would have, she would have been a YouTuber, perhaps. I don't know. That's just, I just threw that in there. I didn't find that in my Bible, but documenting her struggle, documenting her pain, documenting uh, the problem that she had in life. We need to understand that this woman the Bible relates to as the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible doesn't give us her name, but all it does, it gives us her problem. It gives us her issue. Her very identity was identified by the things uh, that messed her up. We don't know how she got this disease. We don't know where she got this thing that she was dealing with. But the Bible says 12 years. We probably can read by this, and you, we have heard this preached about. We have heard this talked about. We have probably heard our Sunday school teachers sing us songs about it. We have drawn and coloring books about maybe this woman with the issue of blood, and we have heard that she had dealt with this issue for 12 years, and we say 12 years, but I understand we're in a youth service today. If you would just take 12 years and subtract it for your life, you would think how old you would be, and you would think, Man, 12 years of dealing with that, amen. Some of us might say, man, I would have been negative two years old, amen. Just keep coming to youth group, buddy, amen. <laughs> 12 years, that's no small amount of time. It was 12 years living with an issue that separated her from society. 
This wasn't type of an issue that nobody saw. It was inside of her, yes. It was an issue with her blood, yes. It was a problem that ran through her veins. And perhaps no one could see that her blood looked different from everybody else. And no one could see the bleeding that she was bleeding. But she still was identified by the clothes that she wore. And everybody knew that the things that she wore that identified her as unclean separated themselves from this woman. The pain that she was living with not only was something that she dealt with inside of her, that she wrestled with inside of her, but everybody knew her issue. Everybody knew her problem. Everybody knew her dysfunction. Everybody knew her story. And everybody could point their finger at the woman with the issue of blood and say, yeah, it's just that lady that is dealing with that problem and is dealing with that issue. We need to understand that that she was not walking through a storm, but she was living in a storm. She was not walking through a desert, but she was living in a desert. We all go through hard times. We all go through moments and seasons of struggle, perhaps where we don't feel like Superman and we don't feel like Superwoman. I don't know about you, but most of the time I feel like you just throw anything at me, I got this. It, I, I, can, I can take it. I can go through it. But you know what? There, are, there have been times in my life uh, where I felt like I was running on empty and I was running a little bit low uh, in the tank uh, of life and maybe even in my spirit. Uh, and I remember that I was in those dark places that it seemed like the perfect concoction to take me out, to take me out of the things of God. The perfect person just came uh, to knock on my door uh, when I was dealing with maybe a certain type of questions uh, and incidents securities in my mind and they showed up at the right time maybe it was the right type of scenario or the right type of place that showed up with the right type of person and it was almost at the point that it was going to take you out maybe it's the type of issue that was in your family's home and you didn't know or even think that you can deal with this more than a couple of weeks and you barely made it out by the skin of your teeth and you said man that was tough if it would have went by any longer I wouldn't have been able to step out of that situation but the Bible lets us know that this woman was living in trouble she was living in pain she was living in her she was living messed up that was just her lifestyle that was just her situation the Bible lets us know but she did not want to stay the same way you begin to read, the Bible says that for the 12 years that she was dealing with this pain, she went to every single person that she could that said they had the remedy for her issue, that said they had the remedy for her pain. The Bible says she went to physicians, she went to doctors, she probably went to every psychologist that she could, maybe even every psychiatrist that she could, every single life coach that she could, but the Bible says she spent all that she had trying to get better but actually she grew worse she put her already fragmented life her already broken situation into the hands of somebody that said I can fix you I can help you I can help you turn this situation around and this woman would say okay the last person let me down but here I am going to pick myself up and I'm going to muster up the courage and I'm going to put my already broken situation into your hands and see if there would be any change she was hopeful 
for a better day. She was hopeful that she wouldn't keep living with pain, keep living with issues, keep living with dysfunctions. But the Bible says when she went to that man and that doctor that it left her more hurt, it left her more broken, it left her more messed up, it left her more bitter, it left her more brokenhearted. I wonder if I could have just a little bit more monitor tonight. She was more broken than she was the one be time beforehand. Dealing with pain, dealing with issues, dealing with sickness. The people that will begin to describe the doctors, they're not like the doctors of our day, but they said that the doctors of that day were kind of like a wild card. They were people that weren't 100% practiced in their fields. And there was even a poem that as I began to read and began to study that they began to speak of doctors like gladiators. That they would go to them and they would leave more bloody, they would leave more messed up because the doctor really didn't know what they were doing. So she went to physicians and she went to people. She made herself vulnerable. She opened up her heart. She opened up her situation and she put it in the hands of men and of women that said that they could help her. But she left robbed. And she became dragged down a cycle of pain and dragged down a cycle of bitterness. This woman was walking hurt. And not only was she hurt from her inside sickness and her inside illness, uh, but her mindset was plagued knowing that everybody was talking about her, that everybody knew her situation. Because, because she had an issue with blood by the Levitical law in the book of Leviticus, the Bible lets us know that she was unclean. So people didn't get around her. People didn't touch her. People didn't eat with her. People didn't want to be around this lady because she was unclean. It was a type of a sickness that affected every single part of her life. But still this woman, she did not give up and saying that I do not want to live this way anymore. She did not give up on the thought that there could be change. She did not give up on the thought that there could be a better day. She did not give up on the hope and the aspiration that she could wake up and not feel the hurt in her body and maybe not feel the hurt in her mind but she believed that there possibly could be a day that could let her walk out change this woman did not allow her conditions to affect her faith she did not allow her present realities to affect what she believed was possible I personally am, I think, a very emotional person. I have people here from my home church, amen, so they can say, yeah, you are, man. <laughs> I know that you're emotional, and I, I'm a person that I consider myself in tune with my feelings, amen, praise God, amen. You tell me a sob story, I'll cry with you, amen. I'll, I'll give you a tissue, I'll, I'll, I'll boo-hoo with you, amen. There's sometimes nothing better than just a good cry, amen. But there are times and moments in our life where we allow our emotions to begin to dictate us and help us to get to another place in our walk with God. That we allow ourselves to be moved by emotions. And you know what? God has given us emotions. People say that we, as people that believe in the message and the doctrine that we live, that 
they consider us emotional people, emotional beings, and it's the truth. We, we worship with our emotions like we worship with our minds because the God that we serve doesn't always operate by the thoughts of intellect and doesn't always make sense, uh, but sometimes we feel something that we can't explain, that we can feel uh, that even though we don't see a change, uh, that we feel that God is working and that God is moving. And a lot of times God will move through our feelings when we walk into a place and the singer starts singing a song that's anointed and the presence of God will begin to move through the words and it's exactly what we needed to hear and it begins to touch our emotions and we come to a place where we say, God, work within me, work within my heart, work within my soul. God, touch my emotions, renew my heart, renew my mind, work inside of me. And I thank God that God works works with emotions, uh, but when I begin to look uh, through the landscape of church uh, and I see the elders uh, that are sitting in the churches uh, that we are a part of, uh, and I see the gray-headed man and woman uh, that sit in our sit, uh, sit in our congregations, uh, and you begin to just talk to them, uh, you begin to hear uh, the situations uh, and the things that they dealt with in life, uh, and they were dealt things uh, that people said, how did you recover from that? How did you get away uh, from that feeling huh, and ran to the things of God. Huh? How did you deal with that pain? You begin to hear them and they would say things like, I didn't feel like worshiping in that time. I didn't feel huh, like going up to the altar that time huh, when my husband left me. Huh? I did not feel huh, like going up and gifting up the God, worship and praise huh, when my son died huh, and my daughter died. Huh? But what they did anyway, they moved and worshiped God in spite huh, of their feelings, huh, in spite huh, of their emotions. Huh, I want to tell someone today uh, there is a blessing uh, and there is a miracle that you can begin to receive uh, that even when you don't feel like worshiping you worship him anyway not by what you feel but by what you know you don't have to feel huh, like God huh, is still moving huh, to know huh, that God is still moving. Huh. You don't have to feel huh, like God is going to heal your body to know that God can heal your body. Huh. So there are times huh, when we will worship him because we know he is a healer. He is a way maker. He's done it for somebody that I know. Huh. He's done it for my dad. Huh. He's done it for my grandma. So I believe huh, that God is worthy of praise. We need to understand that just because uh, that people come into the house of God and they don't become healed. They come in with sickness and with issues uh, and they walk out without healing and they walk out without the victory. Maybe there are people that walk inside the church house and they need the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and we believe and we're hoping uh, that God would fill them with the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but they walk out unchanged. They walk out without that new birth experience. They walk outside of the doors uh, without receiving uh, new and everlasting life. Uh, see, there are people uh, that will walk inside of this place and they will leave the same way they came in. But it is not because the waymaker wasn't in this house. If they don't receive their miracle, it is not because the miracle worker was not in the house. They walk inside this place. They don't receive the spirit of Christ. It is not because God has stopped pouring out the Holy Ghost that day that they walked in. 
They didn't walk in the building. God said, sorry, ran out of Holy Ghost. Come back tomorrow uh, at 10 o'clock, uh, and maybe I'll have a little bit more. Get in the line. Uh, it's not like when you go to the DMV, amen, and you got to make sure you get there before a certain time. But God does not run out of miracles. God does not run out uh, of pouring out his spirit. There is enough anointing and spirit uh, of God uh, that can change any situation, that can turn anything. Uh, but we have had enough faith uh, to believe that God will work. Because our faith is not tied to feelings. Faith is belief in the absence of feelings. If you're going to receive something from God today, it's because you have faith. If you're going to receive a miracle and a healing from God, it's because God has decided he is going to heal you. And you have decided that you are purposed to be healed. You come into this place today, you ask, say, Pastor Hood, can you lay your hands on me? Brother Rodriguez, can you lay your hands on me and believe uh, that God will heal my body? Yes, I will absolutely lay my hands on you. Yes, Pastor Hood will lay his hands on you. We'll pray the prayer of faith. Uh, we'll believe that God is going to heal you. But if once we're done praying and the pain doesn't go away and the sickness doesn't go away, uh, I am not troubled. I am not worried. Uh, I'm not warning. Say, God, are you not performing miracles and Anymore. No, because the Bible says uh, that all we're supposed to do is lay hands uh, on the sick uh, and see them recover. Uh, I don't have healing in my body. I don't have healing to give. I can't give no one the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but I uh, have the ability uh, to begin to believe with you and to walk you through uh, how you can receive a spirit, how you can be healed. If you will have faith uh, to believe, uh, even though you can't see. One of my favorite songs that we sing, maybe we sing it in your, you sing it in this church, maybe you don't, but one of my favorite songs is, even though I can't see you, you're working, even though I can't feel you, you're working, you never stop, you never stop working, and they'll sing it again, the first time when they sing it, I'll lift up my hands and say, yes, that's true, but when, when, when that worship leader turns around like you did, Brother Thomas, he'll say, sing it again. It's even though I can't see him, he's working. Even though I can't feel him, he's working. Uh, you never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. Uh, because even though I cannot see him, he's still working. And even though I can't feel my miracle, he's still working miracles. Uh, even though I can't see the way uh, that's going to be made, uh, there's still a way being made. Uh, because he's the God of miracles, uh, signs, uh, and wonders. Uh, and all I got to do is believe. Believe even when you don't see. Believe even when you don't feel. Have faith when you don't even see that your brother's coming to church anymore. Have faith to believe that God is going to give your church revival even when it's the lowest attendance that it's been in a month. Have faith to believe that your dad's coming back to the house of God when you saw the corona sitting by the door. Have faith in the absence of See, that's what's something that's so beautiful about faith. See, it's great when we see things to just say, just to put a stamp on our faith, to put a stamp on the things that we've been praying for, we've been believing for. 
And it helps us. It gives us a boost in believing of the things that we've been hoping for, praying for, having faith, faithing over. And then we just made that up, amen. But you got to faith it. Some people say you got to fake it till you make it. Why don't you faith it till you make it? See, it's the same concept. They're saying, even though you don't feel like it, just fake it. No. <laughs> the having the mentality to say, I'm just going to fake it until something happens is a concept in itself that is absent of faith. Because you can still have faith in the absence of feelings. You can still have faith in the absence of seeing. You can still have faith in the absence of seeing the very things uh, that you want to see. Because we are not moved by what we feel and by what we see. You know what that means? Uh, that means even when I see something in contrary uh, to what I'm believing for, it doesn't remove my faith. Uh, because I'm not shaken when I see something. Uh, I will not be shaken when I don't see something. Uh, and because uh, I won't be shaken when I don't feel nothing, even when the devil says uh, that your parents aren't coming back home, that I can see still have faith uh, that they're coming back home uh, because it doesn't matter uh, if I see them uh, beginning to fight uh, even after I prayed uh, that God uh, that I serve uh, moves uh, in the absence of seeing this woman had enough faith to believe uh, I can be healed even though I could not I did not see that I have made any steps to my healing I've tried for 12 years. I've tried the best that I could. I've been coming to church. Uh, I've been feeling like I wanted to backslide, uh, but I kept on coming. I'm barely hanging in here, but, I, but I've kept on coming. Huh? And you know what? I've heard enough preaching to say, I'm going to see my miracle one day. We're going to see a miracle. We're going to see a miracle. We're going to see a miracle. And you're looking for a miracle, but you're losing your faith huh? because you haven't seen a miracle. But I'm here to tell you today, you know what? You can still hang on huh, to the word that God has given you, even if you die not seeing the miracle. Huh? Because even though you don't see it, doesn't it mean that it ain't gonna happen doesn't mean it won't happen maybe you don't need to see it but God knows that you gotta have faith faith it till you make it faith it till you make it worship him even though you feel angry inside clap your hands even though you don't feel like clapping running even though you don't feel revival pray for someone even though you don't feel healing Faith it till you make it. 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 There have been times in my body when I have been in the house of God where I did not feel like worshiping. I did not feel like praying. I didn't feel like clapping. Me and my brother John got in a fight right before church. Amen. Those of you that know Johnny Boy, amen, you know. Me and him fight. I didn't feel like worshiping. Oh, I didn't feel like praying. You know, I feel like I feel like sitting in the back. And then when someone looks at me and says, hey, come up to the front. Well, I'm going to move two pews back. Just because you told me, why aren't you worshiping? You know, I, I'm going to sit farther back. Why are you so annoying, Brother Mark? Why are you always there? Hallelujah. It's probably for somebody. Amen. Why are you always telling me, why aren't you at pre-service? Why would you walk out, sir? Why aren't you saying anything? Brother Mark, can you stop being so annoying? 
And then you smile at me like, that's annoying. <laughs> Amen. But there have been those times in my life where I, I can't even explain it. It was something beyond just, I wanted to prove that I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I ain't going to do it because I don't want to do it because I'm stubborn. But it have been in those times, there had been a moment of clarity that says, oh, but what if you, what if you worship me anyway? What if, you, what if you lift up your hands and pray anyway? What if you go up to the altar? I know you're angry. You say, oh, God, but I'm angry. I can't get touched today. doesn't matter what you feel. You can still receive because the faith isn't tied to feelings. We need to have an understanding huh, that I may not feel that way, but if we will begin to step into that realm of faith, uh, that even though I don't see it, we have said, oh, faith uh, is, you know, we know that the Bible says that faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Things that we can't see. Hoping for something that even if you don't feel it, God will work. And there have been in those times in my life when I have just stepped out just a little bit. I've stepped out in faith and said, you know what? I'm angry when I'm lifting up my hands right now, but God, you're still good. It doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't change you. See, when we receive that understanding that it doesn't matter uh, that if someone has came in looking for a certain answer in their life and they have not left touch and they have not left change, it is not because God is not capable. It is not because God is not doing it. It, be, it depends on God and it depends on the individual. I heard a preacher say it like this. He said, Brother Ben, he said, when you pray for someone to get healed, do you take the credit if they get healed? I said, absolutely not. He said, so why would you take the credit for someone that God does not heal? You feel bad. You don't want to pray the prayer of faith and believe that God would heal. And you don't want to pray for that your friend that's coming in that wants to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Because what if I pray for them and they don't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost? You need to have the faith to believe that if you know what you're talking about, if you're prayed up, that you are studied, that you go and you give that person that Bible study and you tell them, you know, if you repent of your sins and you are truly sorry and you're purposing your mind that you are never turning back to that lifestyle of sin. If you will lift up your hands and just worship him and love him and let God begin to move on you and let the spirit of God work through, you're going to begin to speak in another language. I'm going to lay my hands on your head. You're going to feel the presence of God move on you. You need to let it go let it release and let God speak through you that's the presence and the spirit of God huh? and even if they don't receive the Holy Ghost huh, you told them you know what God still got it for you you keep praying huh? but you lay hands on the next person huh? and believe that God is going to fill them with the spirit of Christ huh? why huh? because God is pouring out his spirit huh? in these last days huh? God just wants to use you God doesn't need you he wants to use you huh? God's gonna pour it out with you or without you but I want to be a part of the ones that see revival I want to be a part of the young people that lay hands on the sick and see the lame walk up I want to be a part of the young people that walk down and knock on the crack house and say hey God wants to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost and right there on the sidewalk pray for them and watch them speak in a heavenly language 
I'm going to ask if someone can help me play as I'm coming to a close. Amen. So the Bible lets us know she faiths it. She don't fake it. She faiths it. She faiths it. She presses through the press. She presses through the multitude. I don't know if she hid her clothes. The Bible lets us know that she wore a certain type of clothes that let her know she was unclean. Maybe she didn't care. what. No, maybe she didn't hide it. Maybe she just said, I, I know everyone knows who I am, but that's not going to stop me from getting to Jesus. Because I've heard uh, that if I could get to Jesus... I don't care what they think. I don't care what they say. I, don't, I, I know they know who I am. I know they know what I've done. I know they know who I've been with. I know they know the details, but I really don't care about them. I'm not here for them. I'm here for Jesus. I'm here to receive a miracle. And she had to press through the press. She had to press through the opinions of other people. If you are ever going to receive what you need from God, you have to learn how to press through what people think about you. You need to, if you are ever going to make it and be something in the kingdom of God, you have to learn to push even when people say, she, he's just lifting up his hands because he wants pastor to see him. No, I want Jesus to give me a miracle. I want Jesus to give me an anointing. Bible says she pressed through the press because she wanted a miracle. Then the Bible lets us know that she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I will be made whole. But my question is, who told her that? Who had told her if she would touch the hem of his garment that she would be made whole? This woman's life in the story screams faith. Everything about this story is her faith in it. She is faithing to believe that I have put my hope and trust in other people, but I am going to put my faith and trust in a man that is not like any other man and believe that he is going to heal me. And even though I do not feel like I am going to be healed, I believe that even though I can't see it, even though I can't feel it, that God can still work a miracle in spite of me not seeing, in spite of me not feeling. She faithed it as she pushed through the crowd. She faithed it as people were saying, hey, what are you doing here? And she faithed it when she said, if I can just touch him, if I can get through the crowd. Sometimes the reason we don't receive the miracle in our life is because we have boxed out ourselves to see the miracle. A lot of times in our mind, we set the conditions for the miraculous in our life. We explain the miracle. There's no way that I can be touched today. There's no way that I can be healed today. There ain't no way that God can speak to me today. But she said, if I can just get there. And I, I know Jesus doesn't even have to touch me. Pastor Hood doesn't even have to call my name. Brother Mark doesn't have to lay his hand on my head. If I may just get to the house of God. If I can just get to one song service. If I can just make it to the altar call, if I can just lift up my hands, if I, if I can just make it, Jesus can give me my miracle. 
the Bible lets us know that she received her miracle. She received her healing. I said, Brother Rodriguez, we knew that. I knew that. We read that. I've heard that. See, but what, th what this is all about is how this woman received her miracle and how she received her healing. She went through and she made the conditions. She said everything and she said, if I can just touch him. The Bible says, Brother Jonathan, can you come up here? I want to help you come up here. She said, if I can just touch Jesus, I'll be whole. I'll be different. I'll be made, I'll be made clean. So she pressed through the press. She faithed it, even though she didn't feel it. She faithed it, even though she didn't see it, even though she didn't feel like coming to the youth service. Uh, but her sister dragged her there anywhere. She didn't feel uh, like showing up uh, to church, uh, but her mom said, you better go. Because if you want to go to the party after church, you, you got to go to church. Hello? So she went there anyway. But the Bible lets us know that when she went and she touched Jesus, the Bible says immediately, immediately, the fount was dried up and she was made whole. In an instant, her healing came. In an instant, her miracle came. Everything that took 12 years for it to take place and for it to happen, happened in an instant. Jesus looks around and he says, who touched me? Who touched me? The disciples look at Jesus and they say, Jesus, have you lost your mind? Don't you see everybody's touching you? Don't you see how that people are tugging on you? They're pulling on your tie. They're pulling on everything. And they're saying, Jesus, I, I need a healing. I, I need to be touched. There ain't no way. But Jesus said, no, when somebody touched me, I felt virtue fly from my body. Why was not every other person healed when they touched Jesus? There are people that come to the altar. Same altar, same preacher, same circumstances. Some become healed, some do not. Some receive the Holy Ghost, some do not. Some come and just say, if I can just get there close enough, and, and maybe even if I can touch Jesus, uh, that I, if I can get a hold of the answer, if I can just touch him, uh, that I can be made whole. But they do not become freed. They do not become healed. They do not become changed. The same people that say, I'm going to show up to church. Uh, I'm going to show up to a Pentecostal church. Uh, where they preach Holy Ghost, where they preach Jesus' name, baptism. I'll be healed then. I'll be changed then. But when they show up, nothing happens. You go to the church that you know is the only church can heal, the only church that can save, the only church can deliver, but you leave with the same issues. You have came here tonight, and you have came to many church services before, and you have not been fixed in your body. You have not been touched in your mind. You're still messed up. You're still dealing with thoughts. When you believed before, 
when you said, but, Je- but Jesus is there, huh? but, but, but this and but that. But nothing happens. The difference uh, was that when she touched Jesus, there was a difference. The Bible says that Jesus said it was her faith that made her whole. That word faith uh, in the original is a saving type of faith. You look at the word faith, you study it in the Bible, there's many different types of faith. But when this time, she said it was a saving faith. It's that same type of word of faith uh, that is used that says that we are saved uh, by faith. Uh, that faith uh, that believes there is only one way. We know today uh, that the way that we are going to be saved uh, is if we have faith uh, and believe uh, that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was the atonement for the sins, that it is his blood that has the power, as that we are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ over our life, and we have faith to believe it, that by that, that we are going to be made new, and we will receive his spirit, that same type of faith. To receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you know, a lot of times why people do not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's for two reasons. Either they are not repented, They really are not sorry. They really don't want to change for their life. The second one is because they do not really believe that this is the only thing that they need. They believe there's another way. They believe there's a, the, the world is telling us today, the church world is telling us there are many paths uh, to get to the same destination. Uh, but that's not the truth. Uh, that is not the truth. Uh, you can't live any type of way that you want to live and show up in heaven. Uh, you can't practice uh, the way that you want to practice uh, in the way that you want to do it, doing the rituals that you want to do it uh, and expect uh, to show up uh, in heaven with me and show up in heaven uh, with Paul and show up in heaven. With Peter, we have to live the way that the Bible says live it. We have to live a life of holiness and separation of the world. We have to make sure that we live that way. The difference when this woman touched Jesus, she was healed. The others were not healed. was because when she touched Jesus, her faith was a saving faith that said there is nobody else that can heal my body. There is no other thing because she tried every other thing. She tried every doctor. She tried every psychologist. She tried every person. She tried every prescription drug. She tried everything. And she knew it could not give her what she was looking for. So when she touched him, it was a faith that said, this is my only option. And I am here to preach to individuals today that are looking to be healed, that are looking to be made different, that maybe you are wanting the spirit of Christ to fill your body. And you have prayed before. Everyone, please stand. You have prayed before. You have believed before. You have came up to the altar before. You have asked for the pastor to pray for you before. But you haven't came changing. You haven't. You're still dealing with the same things and you're still struggling. It's because when you have come, even though you have touched Jesus, he is not the only option. There are other options. That if Jesus doesn't do it, I can go to him. I can go to her. 
I can go to this. I can go to that. And you let Jesus be the rebound in your life. But I want to tell you today that Jesus does not play rebound. Jesus is not looking to be second option. Jesus isn't looking to be the one on the side. Jesus is looking to be the main thing, the number one thing in your life. If you want to live a life of freedom, if you want to live a life of victory, you need to let Jesus be your everything. You need to make up in your mind that tonight I'm throwing away that person out of my life. Tonight, I'm blocking that phone number. Today, I'm throwing out the drugs. Today, I'm throwing out that thing because Jesus is the only thing that can change me. Jesus is the only answer for me. There is no other way. There is no other thing. There is no other God. I pray that every hand would be lifted right now. Come on, somebody needs to make a decision right now because it will do you no good to walk up to this front with the same mentality that you've walked up to it before in other youth services uh, and other church services. Uh, but there is something that is stopping you and hindering you from seeing the miracle that you want in your life. There is something, ma'am and sir, uh, that is hindering you from walking into financial blessing uh, like you've been asking uh, the man of God in your life. Uh, there is something that's hindering you. Uh, is Jesus your everything? Is Jesus your all in all? Is it only Jesus? Or is it maybe Jesus? If Jesus don't, then maybe this will. If Jesus doesn't step in, then I can go here. I can go there. It's got to be all or nothing. It's got to be Jesus or nobody. I'm going to praise that as they begin to sing, that you would make a decision in your heart and your mind before you come up to this front. And as you come and lift up your hands, God can kill your body today. God can fill you with his spirit today. God can do a work in your life today. Come on, we're going to take a moment right now. Come on, I want every hand to be lifted, every head to be bowed, and every eye to be closed. We're going to pray that God would begin to help us work right now. And as we get done praying, these altars can be open. But we're going to pray right now that God would begin uh, to give us the ability to prioritize uh, what is important. God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you would work in the heart, that you would work in the mind. That God, I pray, Lord God, that you, God, would let there be clarity in the hearts, God, of young men and women. God, man, God, and woman in this house today. That God, that you would let them make the decision to follow you and only you to choose you and nobody else God I pray God right now in the name of Jesus that you would work in the heart in the mind in the body Come on, that's it. Somebody cry out to him. Come on, somebody pray. Huh? Come on, if you don't want to make that decision, huh? if you want to go back huh, to the things you've been going back to, you'll keep dealing huh, with the same things you've been dealing with. Huh? But don't blame the church. Huh? Don't blame Jesus huh, for not receiving huh, what you need. Huh? 
But come on, that's it. I believe there's a hunger in this house today. Come on, I'm going to pray that these altars are open, huh? that if you can find somebody uh, next to you uh, and bring them to this front, uh, why don't you lay your hands uh, on the person next to you, if it's appropriate, uh, as you bring them to this front uh, and pray and say, God, uh, it's all you or nothing. God, I pray that you would work uh, in my body, in my mind tonight. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, do you need a miracle today? Do you need God to work in your body today? Do you need God to do a work tonight? Come on, somebody lift up your hands and say, Jesus, you are the only option. You are the only source. I ain't looking for nobody, no thing. Promise keeper, light in the darkness. 
when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop 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 working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 Worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. 
miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see that you're working, even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working, you never stop, 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 you never stop working, way maker,
somebody why don't we lift up our hands one last time before we close come on the presence of God just moved in this house why don't we thank the Lord for what he did tonight why don't we thank God for his healing touch come on if you believe you've been touched and been healed why don't you lift up your voice begin to thank God I thank you here tonight God thank you for loving me Jesus thank you for caring for me God thank you for your spirit Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah. I worship you. How many are thankful that we were able to hear a word here tonight? Amen. Thank you, Brother Rodriguez, for that powerful word, much-needed word. We thank you. And uh, for the closing, don't forget, Carson Lanes, uh, you're with the ARC Youth Group. It's $2 per person, $2 per the game, $2 for your shoes. I said that right getting mixed up on the two dollars but uh, if you need if you need directions let some of us know um, if you need or you could google it um, there's also going to be Johnny Rockets there's food there or you could go to In-N-Out uh, depending on what you want to do some of us will be going to In-N-Out afterwards but uh, be blessed here today shake hands love one another thank brother Rodriguez for the word and be blessed amen thank you guys for coming